Gensokyo Radio Live number 84 tonight. Welcome to Gensokyo Radio Live. I am Lunar, and with me tonight, for the first time in a long boom, time... Boom, 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 dab! It's DMJ. Welcome back. Boy, it is good to be back. I had a rough two months. I'm not going to talk about it. <laughs> All I'm going to say is I got, I got a lot of things going on right now. Alright, alright. Well, it's good to have you here. Um, we're gonna be waiting a little bit on Zara and Nano. Uh, Nano is on his way back, uh, as... I, I don't know if you know this, actually, DMJ, because it's been a while, but Nano yeah. works this... Like, his schedule changed, and so now he works, like, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday with, like, a partial Saturday, potentially. He, he doesn't always get off of work early on Saturdays, but I guess I think today he did a little bit. 
Anyway, he's on his way. And then, I guess, Zara was working, but they're making him stay late. So, we'll see if he even shows up. Woo. That's what Sorry. I yeah. I am I'm posting cats in general chat. I found this new Reddit called Illegally Small Cats. Illegally I mean, Small Cats. Illegally. Look at how tiny these kittens are. Um, I mean, look at that one with the cowboy hat. And they got that one. That's a kiwi. That is so cute. Oh, with this. Yeah, okay. I see this. <laughs> the stickers on the cat. Have you, um, that's like a whole meme. Like, oh, gosh. It, it, like, bagel or like some, some, some oh, dog. Bagel. Oh, it's like a uh, bagel or sheep. A uh, bagel or shib. Something, or uh, what's the like other that. one? Uh, what's the other one? Uh, croissant or cat? <laughs> yeah. That's another good one. Yeah, you, you get it. You know what I mean. Oh, that's a that's another good one. Anyway, that's, those are great memes. That's a great meme. I guess you know memes are back. Welcome back to uh, general chat in Discord. If you're not already on Discord, we do have a partner Discord server, Discord.gg/gr. Join us over there. Talk with your fellow listeners and see what's going on and, and, and also know what the heck we're talking about when uh, DMJ is talking about kiwis and cats oh yeah totally you gotta you gotta pay attention to general chat or you'll be memed on or miss out on some great memeing all right uh looks like that's interesting so I'm I'm learning something here uh earlier we were having a slight issue with the API uh, I will, I know how to fix that, but it looks like we're not going to have event reporting. Anyway, that's a technical thing. Uh, fix it. I will be fixing that, in case you're uh, out there and listening, yeah. Um, in the meantime, though, we've got some things that we'll be talking about this evening. Uh, obviously, DMJ's back, um, but he's adding things to the document, and so we're going to have even more things that I am aware <laughs> that we're going to talk about. Uh, I guess yep. Area 51 happened. That was a thing. Yeah, who came? Anybody? Okay, this is just a general, like, throwing it out to general chat. Anybody actually, like, go to the Area 51 alien palooza? Uh, or anybody of you guys coming back from it? That's kind of a reach. I mean, did you, you have you not seen, like, how many people were out there? There was actually a lot of people. Was it, like... Like a million people responded to the thing on Facebook, and then it was like, well, you, you know, even if one percent shows up, that's still a ton of people. Yeah, and it was still like a ton of people. It looked like Woodstock, well, not Woodstock in size, but uh, in the, stature. I mean, people just holding signs out and memeing on the government. I there, mean, it was great. Were there signs calling it alien stock or something? Yeah, alien stock, <laughs> uh, because they really didn't want to make it like a violent, like massacre right yeah just uh if you're out there be careful jeez uh other than that c96 um our first batch arrived um i have zara to thank for that because he was able to uh get oh he's things. typing and he is uh apparently around we'll see if he's actually around maybe soon hopefully so we've got some new music to play for you guys tonight including the first thing that we played uh was from toho jihan uh, zara's mentioned that circle before but i don't think we've had anything to actually play from them until now and of course we'll probably uh be hearing more of them in the coming months here other than that a couple new albums from iron attack blue faith and red uh justice we are actually 
you know what's interesting, DMJ? Iron Attack has been doing a kind of this tour thing around Europe. They were in. I've heard about it. They were. That in, was one thing I kept up with. Yeah, they were in um, Austria, I think, last month at some point, and then not too long ago they were also in Japan Expo in France. So it was interesting, you know, if you're if you're over there, if you've had a chance to, you know, attend that, let us know. Let me know. I want to really know, like, how an Iron Attack concert, because it sounds like it would be really cool. Yeah. And if you follow them on Twitter, they have some, like, some intro things. You, you can kind of keep up with them, quote unquote, as they're going on their trip through the lands. And it, it, it's really interesting. So I guess they're probably maybe going to have more stuff. I mean, it's, you know, it's September, but we'll see how it goes. And then, yeah. Who else? Uh, we had, uh, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to ask Zara again these things when he's around, but uh, Takamachi Walk is another circle that is unfamiliar to me. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. We've also got Yume Obito. It's another one. Um, completely, like, I, I don't know. Um, mo most of these are actually more rock, I think, so it might be more up your alley. But we're actually playing some of this tonight, so you'll uh, we'll discover it together. And, of course, there's some game stuff that's going on. You know, Toe17 was mentioned last month, but, yeah. Some updates with the app and uh, other related music stuff that we'll kind of talk about as per the theme of this show uh, that is talent and effort. We'll get into what that is all about later on. Mm-hmm. So, there we go. Uh, we'll get into our first song here. I'm going to fix a small thing for folks out there trying to use the app, apparently. Um, fix that real quick. But in the meantime, uh, we'll play some Iron Attack. So this is something from the album Blue Faith. We'll be right back here in Gensoki Radio Live number 84.
It's the Kintsoki Radio Live number 84 tonight. Looks like I skipped a song there. It was supposed to be something from Frozen Starfall, but uh, got a little excited about Iron Attack and we played that one instead. But we're back now, so we'll get, we'll get to that one later, maybe. Let's see. Just us two for the moment, but let's get into some things. Um, you already mentioned Area 51. Did you have anything yeah. more to, to say about that, or was that just well, about it? I just wanted I just wanted to say like if anybody win I just really was interested because I haven't really kept up with the event until it happened yesterday and saw that it was pretty lit um a lot of good memes happened you know somebody Naruto run in front of a Fox News camera that was great <laughs> I saw that one uh, I saw there was a there was a there was a guard uh laughing at the new the new internet uh the new internet uh sweetheart that is Mr elixir naruto running around and a military guard turned to him or a police guard turned around and said are you trying to be a dinosaur or something and it was great I, uh what yeah you, you gotta keep like okay. mr elixir is the is now becoming like the new king of the internet is it okay he's gonna become pewdiepie overnight because of what oh my goodness well okay so i i know what you mean like he's wearing the hat that says the word but the whole like all the rest of it escapes me i don't know what you're talking about there's uh there was a live stream of the event oh, of course and then was. there was like of course people covering it uh -huh. and there's so many pictures like r slash dank memes has a lot of the coverage up on it uh if you want to see some of it there this guy he's going to become the new pewdiepie dmj do i do i seem like the person to follow a subreddit called dank memes you should. I mean, I know you. I mean, you, you certainly do. <laughs> you certainly do. But <laughs> um, duh. I mean, like, how else am I going to, you know, fill this void in my soul without dank memes? You know. Yeah. You keeping up on the stock market? You know, the, the 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 meme market? Is that still a thing? Or no? Yeah, yeah. The meme stock market is booming right now. Oh, I'm sure. Thanos is still up. <laughs> <laughs> Thanos memes are still up. Any oh, Marvel no. meme is still up. Hold Jeez. on. I, I actually have been keeping record of some of these. Let me go to let me make sure that I got this right because this is uh this is pretty good. Right now, Area 51 memes are golden, Obviously. but that's gonna drop off in two weeks. I can guarantee you. Why two weeks? Because Mr. Elixir is gonna ride that storm out. And we're gonna see more and more pictures from the event come out. Yeah, okay, now, true. Yep. Now the next big meme that I think is gonna is going to uh, totally take everything by storm, everything by storm is going to be the guy at Area Fifty One in the yellow morph suit with the goggles and the uh, aluminum foil. Here, I'll show you uh, what this guy. This guy is going to become the next big thing. Post him in general chat. You know, speaking of actual stocks that went up, I, I, I bet you that tin, like, companies that make tinfoil, hmm, pretty good. How many people who are wearing tinfoil hats? Actually, I saw, I saw somebody get interviewed in a NASA suit, and he says, like, why wouldn't I want to come to an event like this? Like, this is a once-in-a-lifetime, uh, once-in-a-lifetime thing, standing, a bunch of people standing outside of a government base screaming about aliens. DM it's like Halloween, but it's like Halloween, but we're actually annoying people. DMJ, that, that image looks like he's like a, like a discount aviator 
Teletubby with a tin foot. Like, yo, yo, I was I going to say it? dollar store Pikmin. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's even better. That's. Right. <laughs> he looks like a dollar store Pikmin. Yeah. What? What is the? Uh, what does the tin foil do at that point? Does he get good reception? Like, I guess it's so that we like. I guess it's to protect. Like, since he's a Pikmin, he's got that little leaf under there and just keep it from, like, that little stem being ripped off by Olimar when he comes by. Uh, I mean, he's in the desert, so he can't really grow a stem that's huge. I suppose. Plus, wow. I mean, like, if you look closely at this picture, like, there's there's a lot to unpack here. Like, well, who is this guy? Why is he interviewing the dude in the morphs? Uh-huh. I, like, I have so many questions. Why is he wearing goggles? Why goggles? Can he see? Is the morph suit like a complete morph suit? Like, nobody knows. Yeah. That's like, Ugh. yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I think people out there are just like, I've got a microphone. Let me, let me look like a reporter, even though I'm totally not. Uh, oh, yeah. He is prepared, though. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. He was going there and he was going to figure out who let the dogs out. <laughs> That's a blaster in the past, but okay. I know. I'm like, we're serious. He was going to go into Area 51 and there he was going to find the secrets of who let the dogs out. What was Windows 9? <laughs> what? You know, things like that. The real important questions. What was? Oh, yeah. He was going to solve them. We were going to find, you know, Monopoly 2. Minecraft 2, Shrek 6. You yeah. know, we were going to see what that was. Shrek 6, no one needs to know that. You know, Shrek 5 is an abomination. They gave it to Illumination Studios. If I see a minion in Shrek, I will oh. lose my mind. The, oh, 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 I didn't know that happened. I, I don't know if anybody actually... Hmm, I actually don't think I have brought this up on... Uh, stream at all, but I have an undying loathing hate for Minion. Like, loathe. Like, I have a like a physical response seeing one. Like, which is why, like, as cool as Nintendo Land is going to be, I can never go to Universal because I know I'm going to see a Minion and I know I'm going to jail. I will assault that. <laughs> that's, 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 that's kind of sad. Like, uh, I, I just, I don't, I like the memes are so unfunny and unoriginal. The movie is unintelligible garbage. Like, despicable meme. The only good thing that has ever come out of that are Gru memes about how large he is as a human being. Well, you okay? have to worry about that, DMJ. By Shrek Retold's the best Shrek movie. By the way, Nano's here. Yo, Shrek musical. No, Shrek, Shrek retold. Shrek on ice. Shrek retold. Shrek. <laughs> it's the best fan-made recreation of Shrek, and probably the only one ever made. <laughs> but it's probably not on ice, though. Everything's better on ice. I remember when I was a kid, I went to go see Disney on ice, and I was so young that it's terrified me for some reason and we walked out. that's like a memory huh 
I was gonna say, boy, you had a better childhood than I did, but apparently not. Apparently, you had a spookier childhood than I did. I don't know why. Like, like Disney on Ice scared me. Maybe the. Maybe, I have no idea why. Maybe that's when they brought the clowns on the ice. It's like I don't like clowns. I don't know. It's uh, like you don't remember it because the memory is suppressed. Like that's how bad it was. Well, like it's to the point where it's like almost like dream logic to me, where it's like I know it happened. My parents tell me that it happened, but in my head I remember it as a dream. Just like how I had the dream the other night about me having another job. Oh my god, that yeah. one is so great. I have to tell you this, Luna. I wanted to wait till I was on air because I wanted to get your reaction to this. So the dream I had the other night because I was so stressed out over this like worker strike thing uh -huh. that for some reason, Linus from Linus Tech Tips stepped down and everybody left and they handed us the channel and we like us, you, me, Nano and Zara oh had gosh. to figure out how to run Linus Tech Tips. And the whole dream was us going around trying to figure out how to ship, like find a white background so we can key it out and shoot a tech quickie episode. Why? But we ended up shooting it in the Rocky Mountains for some reason. And the entire time you're just like, we can key out the mountains. We can key out the mountains. That sounds really difficult. I don't know why, but it was so vivid. Like, I remember, like, how the house was structured. Because we were, some for some reason, working, like, in a cabin in the middle of the Rocky Mountains. Probably all we could afford rent-wise. No, 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 not a cabin. Like, it was, like, a mansion-like cabin. Like, almost oh. like a chalet. Like, oh, with, like, nice wood with huge views and everything. It was crazy. Well, heck, <sighs> like, why couldn't we figure out how to make a decent-looking video if we had that kind of space to work with? Because we had no white, everything was wood. That was the <laughs> why did whole we thing. Need a, why did we need a white background? They use a green screen, not a white screen. Exactly, that was dream logic. It's like, you gotta key out only white. You can only key out white. It's like, why do I, like, my brain I mean, is just at that point, like... At that point, DMJ, if you're using dream logic, why don't you just turn the world sideways and use the sky as a blue screen? Well, see, that was the thing. <laughs> I I tried to take lucidity, like control over it, but my brain's just like mountains. Key out the mountains. You could key out all of those colors. Like, okay, you're only gonna, you're gonna, you still gotta, you still gotta deal with, you know, the white, the, the not the white, but the you know, greenery in the background, mm -hmm. and the fact that like in the middle of this, also there was a volcano erupting. But oh, we didn't care. Of course. <laughs> Probably looked like Doomsday, but you're like, you know what? We have, we're, we're LMG now. Like, this, this is our thing. We have to figure this out. What? The whole thing was just we made. I can't even remember what the tech quick. Oh, the tech quickie episode was even like, it was just like how to connect to Bluetooth. <laughs> it was something like super simple to that. It was like, because you kept screaming, it's going to be a short video. It's about Bluetooth. <laughs> And like you were like unreasonably angry about the situation we were in, even though there was like everything was okay and we were in control. You were just constantly mad. And I just remember at one point Zara just like he set up the camera and just slumped in a corner. I mean <laughs> I would expect nothing less if it were Lunar Tech Tips and I was running Lunar Media Group. It was it was so great. We were still sponsored by Madrinas. <laughs> of course. Except your face was on the can. 
Yeah. And it was like really poorly done. And it was like it's not it's your not, face with tape over Linus's face. We're switching over here, but like it's not the Lambo roast. It's it's the lamp roast. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this is the next track here. Someday in summer, uh, off the album World World's End Paradise. Tom and San will be back in a little bit. And in Soki Radio Live number eighty four. いや道迷っちゃったんだけどまさかこんな場所に出るとは思わなくてさ道草食ってたとこなんよなるほど僕もこの辺りはあまり明るくないものでお力になりそうもありませんちょっとローディバスティーウェッドチークバッキャリマス
あいたたたた暑さで頭いかれちゃってるよこの人はいやもうその言葉そっくりそのまま返してあげるマジ言ってやってるさここ東京ですいやさっきチルノっぽいのも見てますからあいや幻覚見ちゃってるよもう手遅れかもあのさお前の方こそ冷静じゃないよもうここ幻想郷だからからずあの電柱見ろうんほら住所書いてあるからおっ来たこれで幻想郷ってことが発覚するわけだなくねだるバカかお前あここはあ,あん埼玉
Soki Radio Live number 84. We're back here with Lunar, DMJ, and Nano. Still waiting on Zara. Apparently he's going to be back in a little bit. He keeps saying things in Discord, which makes me think that he's like on his way or something, but that hasn't happened yet, so we'll see. <gasps> DMJ, you were talking about microphone stuff um, yes. before, the, before the break here. Yes, before the stressful times, or as I will call it... Um, troubling times uh i uh built a pc out on pc part picker which i can pull up if anybody wants to see what my rig will look like at the very end Mm -hmm. but one of the things i added into cost was uh i would probably be picking up uh, a pair of sure sm7bs which are like if you guys have not seen that microphone it's like the standard issue amongst podcasters radio hosts twitch streamers but most importantly metal vocalists Mm. because of just the tone on it Mm -hmm. i mean it's just so nice like my one of my favorite uh vocalists um i don't know if many people know of jared dines but uh his buddy austin dickey actually records on him and i think jared records on him though he just got that new mackie but boy i love his tone on that on that microphone. So what I decided to do was I was including in my um, cost, get picking up a pair of them. And I was going to actually try doing uh, some vocal practice, like just recording myself, not releasing any of it, but like practice just so I can get like some stuff down. Um, but I've been practicing my vocals for a long time. So I think this is like finally time for me to start putting my voice down on uh, some tracks and do some covers and see how it sounds. Well, that'd be really cool. Uh, have you given any thought to stuff like soundproofing or anything like that? Um, so what I, for right now, I can't really do that. If I'm going into a permanent, I can't really like mm. stuff to the walls. Sure. So my idea was actually adding, um, and I seen these all the time in vocal, uh, with a lot of vocalists, by the way, I posted it in general chat, what the system is going to look like. Um, <clears throat> the idea is uh, there are these soundproof 
like essentially things that go behind the mic that acts as soundproofing. Mm -hmm. um, so essentially you turn an omni omnidirectional mic into forward facing so you can't and it absorbs everything else, which is really nice to have. Um, I've seen people record on it several times and it just sounds great. I'll probably even get a cloud lifter, uh, which is kind of like it boosts your gain. But it also can isolate your vocals. Uh, probably the best best use I've seen for this. Um, Clutch just put uh, the band Clutch just put out a video for their live cover, their live rendition of Electric Worry, where if you watch their live rendition, you do not hear the um, like the crowd. It literally sounds like a studio, but it's like you could kind of hear the reverb of the amphitheater in the background. Hmm. It is really nice i've seen these things in crowded spaces and cloud lifters are just the greatest thing if you're a metal vocalist especially if you're like a fry screamer where oh, hold on one second i have to go reprimand zara for doing a hundred right now and posting it taking a picture and then posting it that's not the first time in chat i'm i <laughs> i feel the same way you do it's uh that's not great but <laughs> But anyways, these cloud lifters are really nice, so I'm going to try them out. But I have been practicing metal vocals since I was like, actually, probably even less. I've probably been working on them since I was 12, 13. Uh, really got into it, 16, 17. And then now I just like, I discovered Austin Dickey and he's just like, hey, this is how you nail it each time. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, your power. How can I learn this? And then I learned it. It's it's interesting. You know what was interesting, DMJ, is earlier this year when the the three of us were at Enemy Boston, and we did the show live while in the arcade room. Uh, uh -huh. Folks who were listening to that stream, or you can also listen to it on our website um, under the shows tab if you missed it. Uh, if you listen, you can tell if you try to listen or if you, you like look for it so to speak that we are in some area where there's a lot of background noise but ultimately you can't really tell like it's not terrible you can still hear the sounds of our voices and understand what we're saying perfectly fine um but where it becomes clear that we're actually in a relatively loud environment is when we pulled on jd from Hegon daybreak and yeah. we started talking to him. He didn't have headphones on yet. And I think like two feet away, Zara or, or you were talking to the microphone and he couldn't tell what you were saying because, hmm. because it was just so loud in there. Uh, where, when you're talking to a microphone, you, you're not yelling. But if you were in that arcade room without a microphone, you'd probably be closer to yelling than, than me just sitting here. Oh yeah. So uh, unless you unless you had headphones on, and then you can monitor yourself. But exactly. if you didn't, you're just oh my god. Yeah, and and the way we had it is we could all monitor each other, and that's that's ideal. Um, it's just like you would have something like that in a studio situation, but this was a convention. We were we set up on a table. Uh, we had a really interesting setup where like I don't I, f I forget I don't think it was entirely possible that like one computer could be driving both things but we had two computers to do this where we had music going like forward facing it wasn't um like you know speakers were set up and it was an arcade and we we're just providing atmosphere in case you didn't know we've been at uh anime boston like every year for the last what like six years or something at this point yeah holy cow dude 
<laughs> um, yeah, and that ended up working surprisingly well. Uh, also, I'm pretty sure that's the most I've spent on baggage, uh, because obviously we had to bring the hardware to do the show. But it worked. It worked really well. Um, and that microphone, you know, it, it wasn't. There weren't any like fancy cloud lifters or like no trickery. It was just three um, Behringer XM1800S microphones. They're like fifteen dollar microphones, basically. Uh, oh yeah, you could get a pack of them for forty. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, as opposed to the microphone that say, actually, I don't. What what microphone are you using these days? I'm still using the same one. Oh, okay. That you are. Yeah, I have not upgraded. That sure will be the first upgrade. Wait a minute. That I am. I don't know if you know what microphone I'm using because I'm using an Audio Technica um, 2035. Oh wow! I'm still using the Behringer. Okay. Well, there you go. Yeah, I did not know you upgraded to an audio technique. Yeah, because that's... I mean, it's good, but it's also, like, the the higher end of what I could afford at the time, so... Yeah, I'm... Audio nerding out. <laughs> yeah. I, I love... I've been looking... Like, audio equipment, like... The two things I've been obsessed with in the past, like, weeks since getting internet back has been... Simulated ACT uh, uh, air traffic controller uh, trolling in flight sim and audio equipment. <laughs> Those are like my two big things. Just like, oh yeah, that sounds like it would be like really neat to actually like do this and like hearing about like all the different plugins that you can get to make your voice sound like more beefy when you're doing when you're doing stuff. Though um, I'm not one of those people to mess mess with my voice. I want it to be like. I don't know how to put this because there's a lot of people that put effects on their voice mm-hmm. to kind of make them sound the way they want, like add more gain or something like that. But I want to be able to like whatever I do, I want to replicate live. It's it's strange, but I really want to do that. Do something like that. I can't wait. To, I can't wait. I really want to do some covers and hopefully hear, have you guys like hear it be because cool. I have been going like deep. I finally got my tone locked down. The only thing I'm still working on a clean vocal. I used to do clean vocals when I was a kid um, and be really good at it. And then, um, you know, um, adult happened and my voice cracked and then nothing sounds the same. <laughs> yeah, you said that you were interested in like getting into this stuff at 16 but at that point in time you're like you're literally your voice is like still developing and stuff so like you know yeah like i guess what was driving me at the time is like i knew all the breathing techniques i knew how to kind of project but i didn't know how to get like all of them the quote-unquote rattle right with my voice when you're doing a scream um and then I realized it's super easy as long as you know how to do Thruvian so throat singing, which I don't know how to do the singing, but I know how to do the sound and sound really close to that. And that was how I was able to nail down the uh, rattle. And then from there, it was just practice on opening my throat, uh, tongue positioning, uh, mouth shape, like the whole nose, throat, chest thing. It's... There's a lot that goes into metal vocals, and people just think it's screaming. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you just go in blind and try to replicate some of those sounds, you're like, okay, I don't actually know how this is happening. How is that possible? Well, that's why I like Austin Dickey, because he kind of talks you like through it. Like, a perfect example is when he's saying when you're doing a witch 
kind of scream. What you're supposed to do is just do Schmeagol. Just do a Schmeagol voice and then add the rattle to it. And you get the witch, which is insane. And I'm able to hit the witch every single time doing the Schmeagol voice with rattle. It's insane. That Can you imagine uh, I, that I, character doing metal? It would be awesome. <laughs> like, you have no idea. Like, ugh. Like I would do, I would do it right now, but I would probably bl like blow out everybody's ears. But it's so when you hear it, like um, a good, a good uh example of this is if you ever get a chance to listen to Infant Annihilator's Blasphemian, and you get to the first breakdown after the long growl, he just goes into like this really high pitched like reading from like the Necronomicon, and that is like the perfect witch scream and that everybody was like strives for I uh I I'm gonna admit you lost me at Infinite Annihilators yeah in in Infinite <laughs> Annihilator it's a good it's a good band actually Infinite okay. Annihilator is a great band uh, all right. highly recommend I'll, I'll, they're good satire I'll band. take I'll, <laughs> I'll take your word for it <laughs> uh let's see uh, uh, we've got this other topic we want to get into, but a couple things. We're kind of towards the end of this break. Plus, I'm pretty sure Zara would be interested in talking about it, and I don't know how long it takes him to get home from work. Although, apparently, not very long if he keeps up the speed that he's traveling, that he's posting in Discord, that he shouldn't be. Drive safe, everyone. Yeah, drive, drive safe. Don't, don't be like Zara. <laughs> don't, don't. Don't drive 100 miles per hour. Take a picture of your dashboard. Which, <sighs> by the way, I want to break down this picture just a little bit. Oh. Hey, Zara, check your battery. Your battery light's on. <laughs> Something's wrong with your battery. They're, That's not uh, good. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, uh, he posted something earlier in staff chat. And I was like, hold on, Zara. I, I, I had to pull up a picture from the past. Uh, the first car that I drove, a Dodge Shadow, and the speedometer looks kind of similar, at least parts of it does. Uh, so, there's this little indicator on the left side. It's It's got like the number, it, it, it's a gauge, um, and the needle goes from the low end 8 to the high end 18. It's got the same little battery icon in the middle. And, and Zara was like, what's the battery thing for? I said, it's a voltmeter measures voltage um and apparently it's like specific I, i'm not a car person but like apparently it's specifically related to like the alternator's ability to keep your car's battery from dying and uh he just gives me the thinking face and now i understand why because he's got that icon and maybe just maybe he's wishing that he had the gauge that i just described to you all because uh yeah why is the battery light handy. on yeah very handy. I learned that the fir first hand when my car broke down an hour and a half outside of my hometown in India when I was in Indianapolis. I remember and that. And then suddenly lights came on and then <laughs> and then I lost my alternator belt and then the alternator belt went back into my uh back into my drive shaft and then Ugh. it ripped out the pulley. Gosh. And it did that. By the way, I am best mom. What? Yeah, somebody in chat said DMJ best mom. I can't, I can't I can't see that Tempest. Why would you say this? <laughs> I don't. 
I don't understand. Wadamingo. You want to know something funny about that? Yeah. So Monomingo says, remember, the arrow next to the fuel pump points to the side in which your gas tank opens. True. It's very I helpful. have been driving since I was 18. I only figured this out a month ago. Oh, well. <laughs> See, and like whenever I'm like, you know, maybe like borrowing a family member's car or something and I need to like I, I want to fill up the gas that I used for that day or whatever. That's how I tell as I look for the little arrow, even though I'm not like the regular driver I'm not familiar with what side the gas cap's on so thanks mom cause Zara said thanks mom why no, is that Zara was Nano that said thank you <laughs> yeah. Nano says thanks mom everyone Zara's not here yet he's, he's still doing 100 down the highway probably. probably being chased by state highway patrol right Maybe. now because they're watching this stream looking at his speedometer being like get him I think it might be time to grab one of those tracks he was talking about although i oh how do i do this i let's see it's in pending can i pull a pending we've got this whole backlog by the way and the backlog goes back to we're almost current with this year i think we have one more folder from 2018 <laughs> so uh yeah i know it's, it's a lot of stuff to go through um actually speaking of there was an earlier song that we played uh, what is it called? Eccentricity from Cloud9. Uh, I was telling DMJ this earlier, but we've had that album for several years, and we've even played stuff from it on previous live shows, but for some reason, it's never made it to the station. If you search for it on the website, consolecurity.net, you, like, Cloud9 Elstromaria Records isn't on there. So, uh, we fixed that. That's also why we played a song from there, is because apparently we just haven't done that in a long time. And that is going to be added in the hopefully not too distant future. As so, soon as I can get through, you know, the rest of the backlog. Ugh. I kind of wish I had help. Zara's great because he, like, makes suggestions for the library and he provides some things and whatnot, but when it comes down to actually moving stuff from, you know, point A, the backlog, to point B, the server. It goes through me, and it's a really long and arduous process. Anyway, um, maybe I'll find one of the uh, initial T tracks that Zara was alluding to earlier, but until then, we've got something from Akatsuki Records. Uh, I can't pronounce the title. It's like, it almost seems like it should be in Russian or something. I'm not sure. Uh, Eternal Summer is the album. And we'll start this up here. We'll be back in just a little bit. Gensou Security Live number 84. Oh, 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 
was from Takamachi Walk Ion. You're listening to Against Soak Radio Live number 84. The gang's all here. We now have Zara. Welcome. So, it's also about halfway in the show, so it is time for countries and listeners. Thanks to everyone listening from... Oh gosh, this is a long list. It's Argentina, Australia, Brazil, Canada, Chile, the Czech Republic, Finland, France, Germany, Honduras, Indonesia, Japan, South Korea, Mexico, Norway, the Philippines, Poland, Portugal, Russia, South Africa, Sweden, Thailand, Turkey, the United Kingdom, the United States, and Vietnam. Welcome to the rice field. Welcome. Uh, We've also got, for listeners, ooh, DMJ is around for once. Cool. I mean, obviously you're here, but Arani, Daijobudas, yeah. uh, Flat Bartender, Gamma Dactyl, Indigo, Kagechi, Kagesame, Methodos, Mr. Enderman 3000, My Angel Felix, Porco, RKD, Renard, Sue Tempest, Sesmog, Topaz, Wanamingo, Zas2, Can't Find Remote, Chris1, General Coolman, Haruhi Nocturnal, Kuranto B, Mah, Necronicone, uh, maybe pat cookies <laughs> my, my favorite kind of cookies and woo man thanks everyone for listening for being here if you are not already in discord uh, discord.gg slash gr go join the conversation there and uh, yeah so oh yes i suppose i should also not forget uh we have obviously there's this radio station there's various ways to uh listen and support and whatnot but uh as far as we've got this other thing you can support the people behind the station the actual folks who maintain the station who are building and maintaining the application for Gensoki radio in case you didn't know we have an app now for android anyway and uh we'd like to thank the folks who are helping to support on that end that is from wana mango flat bartender aza Poong, Gcube64, General Coolman, HTF Cherno, Sesmog, No Zoner, Kagiro Days, Arani, and Kisoni Kinoma. And also a bunch of other folks that um, there's actually quite a few more that I'm not going to mention here because that's a lot of names. But I don't work here, I'm just something. Yeah, but thank you all. Uh, pretty cool. We'll, we'll get into some of that other stuff later. But for now, uh, this is going to be an interesting conversation because DMJ basically doesn't know any of the stuff that's been going on, um, which none makes because it because I've been so stressed. Which means that like your reaction is going to be probably pretty candid and fun. Oh, maybe it'll be fun. Maybe I mean DMJ has a as a way of making things fun, but uh, we'll see. So um, let me explain this to you the same way that I did to one of my family members earlier this week. There is a circle, Shabion Records, that made an album, uh, that made a song on an album. Uh, the specific one uh, from Toho Basanova 2. Now, they made this in 2013, so it's been out for a while. In fact, if you care to look it up, we're up to Toho Basanova 8 these days. That is, mm-hmm. I think, still their most recent album, or like within the last couple albums, I think. Anyway, so... We've got that. Now, All if right. you fast forward to, I think, what was it, 20, uh, I've got notes here, let me pull them up here. Uh, but if you fast forward to, do, 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 um, 
20, was it really? 2017, apparently. Okay, so 2017, at least this is when it showed up on Spotify. Uh, there was someone who made a quote-unquote remix um, heavily based on Shibion Records' arrangement. And in fact, it's not really heavily based. It basically is Shibion Records' song just kind of cut up and rearranged a little bit. And they also added sort of this trap beat on top of it. Now, if it were just sort of a fun little side project for someone, I'd probably be more or less fine, whatever. Um, But here's the problem. This song blew... So it was made in 2017 by someone that no one really knew at the time. Uh, And then fairly recently... Actually, I should probably not skip this step. So they made this song... Um, somewhere along the line, it blew up. It became popular. Uh, as the way things go on the internet, it's a bit sort of emergent. The way that memes or anything goes viral, you don't really have one specific source to point to a lot of the time. So as far as I've been able to read, we're looking at Instagram, we're looking at TikTok, um, for places where this song has appeared, or people have used this song that this person made uh i guess i'll just call them by their name dead man is the person who made this mm-hmm. and uh so it's out there people know the song people like the song eventually and i might be getting this a little bit out of order but eventually at some point there's this other album um this other artist uh called lil boom who bought that or like was i, I like either Did bought buy- or like bought the the right suit or something and he got the beat ended up well he took that song and he basically threw a uh like a rap vocal track on top of it it's not that great i mean i'm not into rap that much anyway but like if you were to compare the level Googling of effort, him now if you were the if you were to compare the level of effort that say tama onsen puts into a song like with their their vocals and their their lyrics and and stuff this is outright lazy um what what this this other track is anyway so now that we we've, we've got these couple of things out there right um the main one we're going to focus on is the one by dead man it's called omai wa mo and yep, looking at it now yeah um so here's the problem uh it became popular there was and i've again i've got a i was gonna highlight stuff as we were out but Oh my goodness. Um, show days are pretty busy, so I've just got a ton going on. And yep. they, let's see. This story, so I'm going to refer to this story. This showed up on Rolling Stone, like their website, Rolling Stone. Um, yep. Said, you know, this track is built, it's an instrumental built around an obscure sample of Japanese bossa nova. Um, it ended up being put on Spotify. Uh, it was available for and actually still is available unfortunately for um a, a price like they're actually they took the this track and are selling it uh they talked to or they were approached by i don't even know what, what do you call this like a group that licensed like someone that represents oh i know what you're talking about um Yeah, it's somebody, it's a group that essentially they just bulk buy beats. Yeah, I'm, I'm just looking through 
what. So it's like a, it's basically, it's kind of like a record label, kind of, but it's like someone who, and I was, I, again, I was going to highlight this before, before this, but basically, yeah, so they, uh, they were approached by, by these folks. Um, it was on Spotify, it ended up being taken down by Spotify because it, it eventually at some point, like, people took notice of this, um, and someone talked to Shibion Records and said, hey, there's this track out there that someone took, basically your song, added this thing on it, and are now b basically selling it. And there are some kind of weird stipulations with that. Like, it's still technically a Toho arrangement, because if you go down the rabbit hole... Um, it, 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 yeah. <laughs> if you go down the rabbit hole, let's start at the very top and go to the very bottom. Lil Boom put a rap vocal track on top of the thing that Dead Man made, which is basically Shibon Records' track cut up and with a trap beat on it. Shibon yep. Records' arrangement is something that was sold on their album, but that song itself is an arrangement off, based off of the composition that Zune made for a Toho Project video game. Yep. So if you go, you trace all the way back, like, one of the major issues is that they were never credited. This this blew up. There are literally millions of folks out there that have heard this song, or either one of them, and Shibion Records is nowhere to be found. There's no mention of, of Zune or who the composer is. It's just like they basically claim credit for it, and it's theirs now. Um, yeah. The other thing is the those two artists at some point were picked up by, again, a record label or company whatever that term is um i'll look mm -hmm. it up afterwards but uh and they were approached by them and they have a uh they basically gave them like a signing bonus and so each of those artists Deadman and little boom got a five thousand dollar signing bonus for this song that is effectively still she be on records song now there's a lot of folks out there that are talking about it, um, but one thing that I've gone ahead and done is I've done a sort of an analysis, a direct comparison between the Shibion Records original song from Toho Bossa Nova 2 uh, and then put that against the version that just has the trap beat on it. So at this point, actually, I'm going to pause the track here, the, the playlist. Uh, so what this is, what the analysis does, is it takes both of those tracks, and I went through and figured out exactly what part of the original track from Shibion Records is used where, or and where, kind of, in Dead Man's version. Um, his version's a minute and 53 seconds, Shibion Records' song is, I think, greater than three seconds, so, like, it's a shorter song, there, it's, anyway... So I figured out exactly what parts of what song is being used where, and this is an audacity. So what's interesting is you can invert a track to subtract uh, certain elements. If you get really, really precise about it, you can mm -hmm. uh, effectively you can erase uh, something that you know is there in order to get the part that is new or different. So here's what I did. Yep. Uh, after aligning all of that, I inverted one of the tracks, and what we get is uh, Dead Man's song with Shibion Records' part in it subtracted 
and all you hear is the thing that he contributes to the track. So for you guys on Discord in this channel here, I'm going to see if I can get it to play through so you can listen with me. For everyone else out there, um, I'm going to... Let's see. I'm going to... I tested this once beforehand. I've got this demo running on a separate machine because a um, little technical trivia for you. I'm recording this show right now in a local version of Audacity. And you Hurry along. I've got streams to be made. You can't... Uh, you can't uh, run to it in the same time. Anyway, all right. So, uh, dreaming. Yeah. All right. So I've got this set up here. Let's uh, go ahead and make sure those are muted. Uh, I can flip through this. Uh, what we'll get is this is Shibi on Records' track. We'll see if we can get this playing through here as well. All right. So, this is the original. You're not going to hear what he adds to it. And are you guys able to hear on here? Yeah, I can hear it. Okay, cool. So, there's that. So, this is the original. What you're listening to is aligned as per what he uh, has in his song. Now, if I unmute his track, the inversion will apply, and you'll hear only what he adds to the track. Here we go. Mm -hmm. So this is the original. Uh -huh. This is what he adds to it. That's it. The original. Wow. The addition. Now, here's the problem. Do you think that's worth $5,000? At least, no. that's a signing this bonus is... by... So you see the problem, right? I see the... Like, okay, so here's here's my here's my hot take right now. It's not really hot. It's probably popular opinion, but... <laughs> you guys remember when... Um, vanilla Ice got in hot water for under pressure Wait. in that bass line? <laughs> Don't worry, and I then, play bass. I'm all aware of it. Yes. Th that like just adding an extra snare is not enough to like to say hey this is a different like a totally different song it it's it's definitely it's mm, there's this like there is the difference between i just added a backbeat to a bass track and actually trying to do a full on chop and screwed version of the song there's like this, I feel like the problem with SoundCloud, because I'm like, as soon as I saw Little Boom, the first thing I did was Google him and try to find his SoundCloud. And one of the things I got up was that he is part, like, let me tell you about his record label first. Um, Just one of them that I have found uh, was called Body Pillow Gang. Uh, his albums include uh, a, an album called Hentai Heaven, which I have seen this type of music come out before. This was a okay. Group. What was the name of that album that the uh, that the Rips track is on? Oh, how original. <laughs> mm-hmm. So let me 
let me talk like the SoundCloud scene when you get this deep um, is very, very weird. Uh, there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of groups that work in there. Um, a lot of them are mostly just memeing on anime. And that's what you're, I think is going on here. That a lot of them are memeing on anime or pulling from Japanese culture to make music, but they're not like. People... Let's not even let's not even get into the thing where um, normal people think that everything coming out of Japan is just anime. Ex exactly. Classify anything coming out of Japan as anime. Because I mean, there's uh, there's groups out there that have been able to take this concept and really innovate on it. Um, good examples, uh, and I follow a couple of them. Is uh, oh, what is that guy's name? I have one of his his uh tracks on here. What is his name? It's in my favorites. He's another one of those like vapor cloud rappers that are really good. They're on Spotify. Uh, I can't I can't remember his name right now. He's really deep in there. I know he's got a song called like uh, Mobile Suit Mo uh, Mobile Suit Woe. Uh, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but he's pretty good. Whoa. You have groups out there like, um, uh, what is his name? He's changed his name. It used to be Kid Boo. Now it's something else, but it's a lot of the vapor, vaporwave group where they just like are making anime references left and right. Uh, totally like kind of making like references to BBC, uh, it's kind of more mainstream stuff, but I have not seen in any case in which they are just taking a straight up track, just adding a backbeat and calling that music. I mean, you can make the case for Vaporwave, where literally it's just music that's slowed down. In a lot of but cases, at the, sure. Yeah, in a lot of cases. But at the same time, you have guys like Blank Banshee that's doing something crazy with it. Groups, guys like Young Bay. Like, have you... Like, I dare each and every single one of you guys listening to right now, go on Spotify, listen to Young Bay's last album. It is fire. Old school St. Pepsi. Like, you got guys who are just, like, innovating on this idea where they're taking music from different eras or continents and are remixing it in a way where it's original. I don't think the the dead man stuff at all like even necessitates money let alone like recognition like I don't know it's just like this it's it's, it's awkward just, right it's just yeah it's, it's really awkward it's strange and the fact of the matter is and this is what really is getting getting my like really just shoving the spoon under my eye is the fact that no one's bringing up Zun in this because at any point in time, I bet you Zun can go straight to Little Boom and be like, yo, son, that's my track. You are like the 10th person to go down this road. Okay. You're like the weird step, like the weird, like removed relative like from this situation. Like the 10th generation of this Yeah, track. you are the 10th generation and I'm the grandfather, I revoke. <laughs> like, you know, it's this really hard, uh, weird subject because, I mean, and what bothers me is the Rolling Stone article in general, not going So, so there's a there's a couple. Far enough. Yeah, so here's, 
here's the thing. There's a couple of articles written. One is how you know, describing that this song that ba also because I, I don't think I mentioned this. Basically, it went viral, but it also hit like the number one spot on Spotify's viral chart, and then it disappeared because it was pulled. Yeah. Um, I guess to kind of start towards closing us out a little bit here. Uh, how things go from here is that at some point, like after after Shibion knows about it, they uploaded that track to their YouTube channel. Um, so uh -huh. if you if you go to their YouTube channel, um, Shibion's YouTube channel, you'll find the track there. But it, you'll also find that it was, you know, uploaded within the last couple months or so. Um, yeah. What happened after that at some point was. I don't know if it was like YouTube's content ID or something else that sort of spurred this on, uh, but the uh, the track was basically pulled off of Spotify. Um, now, I think it was, I think Rolling Stone had reached out to Shibion, either that or it was someone else. I think it says so, they actually reached so, out. So, all right, all right, all right, here we go. So, when the community finds out about this, only then only at this point does the person admit to even using the track he still claims it's sampling yeah, and contacts and contacts shibayan over it uh mm -hmm. shibayan has officially said that remixing is good and taking uh, remixing is good and should be should make money taking the original source wholesale is not and should not be making money so engage the debate on whether taking an entire work from someone else wholly unedited and publishing it as your own for profit should be considered sampling. Now, I get where you're coming from, Zara. Now, let me give you a little context in on this subject when it comes to the term sample, because it has changed over the past couple of years. And the reason why Vaporwave can get away with what they can is the same re way this is going on. The problem is the fact that majority of what you hear in Vaporwave is so heavily edited that it doesn't resemble the original song anymore or is chopped up in a way where it, if you put that song next to the original song, it doesn't really make much sense. And it will probably have like, and the problem is in a court of law, they would probably make the same comparison because you'll bring guys in like uh uniwa uh sp uh what's his name uh uh a friendly friendly reminder that the um the basically i forget the name of the track holy crap uh was it macintosh the macintosh um, plush yeah, Macintosh Plus has actually been taken down for Sony by uh, by Sony for the same reason. Exactly, and which is why you can't find his music anymore. And the reason why that a lot of Vaporwave uh, albums you can't even buy anymore. There's a reason why St. Pepsi had to transfer over to his own name and do something completely different. Because, I mean, they couldn't really make money off St. Pepsi because they couldn't monetize that stuff. But then really, again, it's hard to really call it sampling. It isn't sampling in the sense that adding a backbeat is sampling because I'm pretty sure in a court of law that doesn't. However, the problem will then become, well, who's who gets the money? 
This also because... gets into the point. This also gets into the point where people are saying, "Oh, Shibayon says it's okay, therefore theft is okay." Um, if you note, he says that remixing is okay and taking the original source is not. You will note that both the Deadman guy and Rolling Stone are heavily pushing this as a sample and thus a remix to try and get away with this. Exactly. And that's why I think this specific is, case is complicated to break down. It is very possible that Shivan is not fully aware of what's going on. Yeah, and I think it, it's all coming down to language barrier, which, <clears throat> which is brought up several times in that article. Let's take a step back um, here, because... I'd, I'd like okay, to. I haven't even gotten into the ethics of this yet. <laughs> I'm, I, how long do we got left? Because, like, this could go on for a while. I'm, and I personally believe if we're going to dive down on this topic, we need to have, like, a dedicated, like, side talk. I'm... Where, because this is... I this think, is... I think that's... Ooh. I think that's good. Uh, I'm also aware that I have a tendency to over-explain things a little bit. But there I've is. I caught all night, baby. But if we uh, stretch past eight, I can't guarantee you'll stay entirely clean. Yeah. I can't. I can't go past eight. I got. I got to go pick up somebody from work. I got a hard cut off. All right. So, after as Zara mentioned, Shiban responded. Um, they basically the the, con, the what ended up happening was the impression was given that remixes are fine. There's the specimen. You know, there's. Saying that taking this, the whole song is not fine, we get that. Um, but what ended up happening after Shiban responded was that the song went back up on Spotify and it was available again. Um, but what's interesting, and like this was kind of happening last month when we were doing the show, so we could have mentioned something then. Um, when I was making, when I was setting up for the show this month, about a week and a half ago, I was pretty sure that. You know, like things had calmed down a little bit. Like, you know, there was some sort of conclusion, even though if maybe wasn't the one we were looking for because Shibian said it was okay or or whatever, and so people are gonna point to that. However, um, about a week ago, people noticed that it was once again pulled from Spotify. But no one really knows why. Rolling Stone hasn't uh, followed up on this you're article. Talking the, you're talking about the the song, not the Shibian. Dead Man's version specifically. Little Boom is okay, still yeah. out there, but but okay. the person who seems to be getting the most flack for it is the person who made the original beat or modification. Who is Dead Man? So, yeah. um, which that which song's not I do available. That song's not available the any rumor longer. I've on, been unable to verify. I'm gonna mute you guys. That song is no longer available on Spotify. Um, however, it is still available on other platforms, and it's still being sold for a uh, grand total of 99 cents, which, uh, yeah, unmuted. Go ahead. Okay. The unverified rumor is that Shibayan and uh, Deadman have, have reached a separate agreement deal. Now. To not compete with each other. Ex ex this, this can happen. However, I do want to point out at this time that notice how they're going after Dead Man and not Little Boom, because Dead Man contributed very little. Um, nine times out of ten, if something like this were to happen, if lyrics were added to a song without instrument, uh, with just instrumentals, it should be okay as long as there was enough done to the instrumental in which kind of necessitates it. Um, a good example would be when people were adding vocals 
to BFG division from Doom. Um, that was totally allowed. Uh, however, just upright uploading just BFG division straight without any problem with like without any modification is still a big issue. Now, here's where I think the waters get a little weird. If they reached a separate agreement, was Zun in on the agreement? Because it's still his composition. It's still his composition. And what was the label that was putting? What's the label that keeps putting Toho Music up on Google Play? Uh, Which is where these this music is being played, uh, being placed up, because it was on Google Play. Uh, Bandai, I think, is who's behind oh, that. So the thing about the thing about crediting uh, people crediting Zoom for um, to who arranges is that they credit Zoom, but Zoom very. It's very rare that Zoom actually knows about them. Like is actually um, aware of um, the extent of his. It, it, probably not the right way to say it, but it's like. Um, Arrangers just pass by with like Zun is just given blanket approval for uh, yeah. remixes. Like he doesn't look at every one. Yeah, he he doesn't. He probably so it, doesn't know about. I would say it's unlikely of- that Zun was involved in this deal at all. Mm, see, this is where I cast doubt because this is a song that made its way into Billboard. This is a song that has granted Rolling Stone status. You know, this is actually, and I mean, Shibian is not really like, it's, it's it's one of those groups, like it's like East New Sound, who probably have a direct line to Zun, who he would turn around and be like, oh, you guys are doing a song, yeah, and you guys do it well, you guys, I trust you guys with my work, go ahead. He probably has been to several, he probably even has some of their albums, because they are that high quality they work as a group they have a large scale operation in their in their arsenal that's probably got a rep with zun working back and forth um probably good to mention that a lot of this is speculation at this point this is yeah this is all speculation however it is in my opinion that if something like this were to happen and Shibian was tipped off on it that their first a line of well what do we do is contact Zun because it's his work and they know they got no pool outside of Japan they got no pool inside the United States in general let alone the rap scene let alone the hip hop scene they have they're only chance was to get Zun involved because he's got contacts here that could help at least figure out a deal. Because in my like this is this is one of those like things where I th- I think that the creator is involved in some capacity. Um, I mean, especially now that Zun's got his stuff on Steam, on PlayStation, he's got stuff being put out, hard copies by companies here in the US. I mean, the fandom, like, 
the the way that he's operating things now. Let's uh, let's put it a different way. Whose whose responsibility is it to enforce the you know the the appropriate acceptable distribution channels? If Google Play and iTunes are fine because a deal has been worked out with that for other ranges, which yep. if you again if you just search for even Zune original music is on Google Play for example, um, yep. but Elstermere is out there, Digital Wings out there, a lot of others are out there. Um, yeah. But if it's outside of one of those channels, whose responsibility is it to enforce that? Is it Shibion's because they made the arrangement and now that version of an arrangement's appearing elsewhere? Or is it something that, you know, Team Shanghai Alice would have to look at and say, well, what do we do from here? How do we address this? So what is the standard for, like, remixed, a remixed work then? At this point, it has to be the amount of effort put into a remix. I mean, in a court of law, most of the times when they put music side by side, and I, there are several cases of it, it's how much of the original composition was chained to qualify as a sample or remix. So, or a, what, how much <laughs> of the music was used? Hold on. How much more of the music was used to qualify as a sample? And how much of that music was changed to qualify as a remix or something of the sort? And in this case, um, I mean, it's not only the song wholesale, um, which doesn't qualify it as a sample, right? The the but demo, but also there's barely anything added to it outside of a backbeat, exactly. And that's where I think at that point it's Shibion's responsibility. Which is to... why, which, which is why I kind of think like someone said this earlier, but I don't think they really fully understand to what extent. Because the, it, the, the way that the way I see this, at best, this is ignorance or just not fully understanding, and at worst, it's negligence in the sense that yeah. you know maybe they are aware, but. Uh, they're not doing anything about it. Well, hold on. I need to go back into that article. On the old fashioned, I just don't see someone actually doing the crap ton of work that is required to put out high quality remixes like this. I just don't see someone doing this kind of work, acknowledging this kind of theft as legitimate. Right. Call me old fashioned. Let's, it's uh, not... let's put a hold on this because I think this break's been going for nearly half an hour this... plus. This is going to be a saga. A little bit, perhaps. Popcorn, people! Also, Cool and Create is the next uh, artist who's got a song on the uh, playlist here. After that, something from Yonder Voice. And we'll be back right after that. Give us a chance to catch our breath here in Gensoke Radio Live number 84. Yeah. 
This is again so cute radio live number 84 tonight. We're back here with the full crew that is Lunar, Nano, DMJ, and Zara. I hurt. Yeah. I I could like the mic went off and I kept going because this is just <laughs> this is just so much to unpack on this story. Yep, and and, and so oh, I mean we can talk about this for ever basically, but here's the thing, like I hopefully, maybe, feel like we might be towards the end of this with it coming off of Spotify once again, but we will see. This could be a thing that we will at least pay attention to. And there's, uh, there's only one more thing I want to say about this. Go for it. Uh, I don't want, I don't really want to dive into the ethics, but um, if this has already been hinted at that the guy's, the guy's still a minor, he still has no idea what, he still has no idea what right and wrong is. Let, let, let me clarify, he was 16 when he made it, he's currently not a minor. Yeah. He still doesn't know right and wrong because sure. again, here we go. If you have, if you have the heart to take someone else's work, spend all of two hours on it, and then sell it for two and a half times, it's more like ten times if you consider the cost of the whole album. If you take someone else's work and then sell it for ten, sell it back for ten times the amount it's worth, and then try to claim that it's yours. You're just a bad person. Like you, you're below human, really. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of unhappiness. and that's it's demonstrated in the it's demonstrated in the interview itself, where he literally describes, he literally describes the manner in which he contacts um, Shivan, the original creator, quoted as saying, "I've got to get the I've got to get the track." back i've got to get the track uh, i've got to get the sample cleared because i gotta i gotta sell it he literally is only in this to make money and this is what was the other quote that he said zara it was the uh we're, we're, we're not rich now or, or something like that oh when he got the five thousand dollar payout yeah. for the um I mean, when he got the five thousand dollar contract deal his quote was we ain't rich now but we gonna be and he he's excited that he gets to buy a new laptop yeah he okay bought a new laptop with it okie dokie this this is a very deep yeah regardless of, regardless of the uh regardless of the law like how how the legal things work this this person mm -hmm. is just below human in his behavior it, 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 it boils down to this you know we are taught from grade school that copying the work of others is bad plagiarism is bad don't worry it's not plagiarism it is sampling no, no, no. And let's 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 make sure we call it what okay. it is, despite what yeah. Rolling Stones is saying. Uh, you know, like seriously, all throughout school, you can't you can't take someone else's work you know, for a paper and pass it off as your own if it's pulled off the internet. I mean, this especially was drilled into to folks when when I was in school, and I'm sure even more so these days because the internet's a thing, and uh, you can probably turn out a paper easier than folks would like to admit. But like, if you're in college and you get caught plagiarizing, like that's like an automatic F. At some institutions, you would get kicked out. Like we are taught progressively over time as we grow up that this is bad. Mm -hmm. How, how did this, how did this happen? <laughs> I don't know. And here's what I, uh, here's my final thought. And this is what I want to kind of wrap up this whole thing that this is a the seven layered bean dip of a lot of things gone wrong but not a lot of people know what, it, I, 
I see it being described as hand caught in the cookie jar. That's not, it's a false equivalency because hand caught in the cookie jar implies that he even knows he did anything wrong. Right. Yeah. But here's, here's what I'm going to say. If anybody from Rolling Stone listens to this podcast, which I don't think anybody will, but oh I really God. hope they do. <laughs> I want that writer to reach out to us and kind of talk to us about how this goes much deeper than just Shibuya. Because technically, isn't isn't the rule, it's supposed to be a limited release, right? I think the, well, the channels of distribution are kind of the main thing, but yeah. the amount per se is up to the creator more or less. Oh, okay. I thought it was a limited release. Uh, however, you know, we were talking a little... I, I, again, I don't want to get into this really much anymore, but there was a line uh, as we were looking at the terms of use published by Zune. Uh, effectively, and this is quoting the translation from the version on the wiki, the copyright of derivative works belong to the creators of said derivatives. If there is trouble regarding the derivatives of my work, I cannot take responsibility. However, there's also this other little thing here that is, um, how, yeah, okay, so like otherwise decisions like sale are for free, how many, how many to print, the price to sell them at, blah, 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 for the derivatives is entirely free for the creators to choose. Um, the sentence after that is, however, if I see material that I decide to not fulfill the above conditions, I have the right to stop its distribution. I don't know, I don't know, I don't necessarily think that goes two, le two levels deep if he's saying that it's basically their work after the derivative, you know, the, the initial arrangements by, yeah, so. You know who would probably have a better insight? Hmm. And I know because I know they've done this before with remixes and stuff like that. Like, I think Seismics would have a great understanding of how how the inner workings of the Toho machinations I think, within the labels when it comes to remixes of remixes. I mean, it'd be interesting but, to get a musician's take on it, for sure, but I don't know if you would necessarily know more about sort of those inner workings than even we do. If you're, like, effectively, like, as we've talked with artists, just, you know, Seismics, Frozen Starfall, Hagan Daybreak, whoever, like, we've talked to plenty of artists in the West, and it's a, generally it's just, they make music for the sake of making music, it's not, it's never a profitability thing. Hagan Daybreak told me you know, what they made from selling at Comic Market 96. I helped them out with that. They had to pay me back for the cost of materials. And basically what was left over was enough to pay all the people who were involved, like $10 or something. Like, it's clearly not for the profit. It's for the sake of making the music. Uh, and that is also, I think, as Zune sees it, how it should be. Um, mm -hmm. And how most circles and creators approach it in terms of you know, making Toho ranges anyway, so. Man, I, I, we need to like, is there any way to RS, RSS feed just this topic? Because like for, this is, this, I don't know if it's presidents or president setting, like where it's setting a president on what is and isn't derivative work. Because in my personal opinion, what Shibuya did was the derivative works of what Zun did. 
I do not consider what Dead Man did a derivative work of Toho, which places into the category, which places it into this weird category of who is it derivative? Because it is plagiarism, no doubt. Right. The question is, does it? Is there any way for him to claim that it is his own derivative? I think I think your question is like again with like the does it apply two levels deep thing is do the Toho rules still apply? And that's where and that's where I think this argument is eventually gotta go. Um because I know for a fact, and this is just my speculation into the future that eventually Zun's rules are going to have to be challenged by eventually and we're going to have to see how that plays out not now I don't know if it will be now with this topic but eventually we're going to see that alright we're coming up towards the end of the show here so let's get in the uh, things that we haven't yet talked about because this occupied a significantly larger chunk of time than I was anticipating. I knew it was going to be a good discussion. I knew, we were, you know, obviously with DMJ not even having really been aware up till this show, it was going to be interesting to get his take. And we have gotten that take. But for now, we will set this down for the show. We'll still be paying attention to any developments that happen. And I think that's really all we can do is we can we can watch and wait and perhaps talk about it a little bit um, afterwards in in Discord if if you feel like it. Obviously, uh, that doesn't have to happen, but that's an option for you. Other than all of that, though, we have a few things we would just want to mention because we do this during every show. You know, it's a nice to get a little bit of an update as to what's going on with the station. Um, we are, of course, still working with. Uh, updating the application for Gensoki Radio. That's been out now for more than a couple months, uh, so if you are out there listening via the app, awesome. If you didn't know that we have an app, we have an app. It's just for Android right now. Um, we ran a poll about a couple weeks ago asking how interested folks would be in an iOS version of the app, and about, it was like 18 to 25% of respondents, um, we did it on a couple different platforms. So, um, so said that they would be interested in iOS. So, like clearly, we targeted the correct application in terms of where most of our listeners are. But that's still a significant portion of listeners. Um, you know, like a like a fifth or something thereabouts are uh, running on on iPhones. So, I think it's still worth developing. Uh, we also mentioned that I have a friend who would help me out in developing said iOS application. However, um, as I learned, I think literally less than a couple of weeks ago, uh, he is moving and actually has since moved to London and he'll be there for a year. So collaboration's now a little more difficult. (laughs) But uh, yeah, no, he, he lived in Minneapolis and now he's in London in the UK and he's there he's going to be working remotely and stuff and i'm sure we'll keep in touch but uh yeah um that aside though we were looking at figuring out how to get uh the hardware to develop for ios and it's just the reality is it's 
it's uh, one of the major barriers to entry is just the price of the hardware. Uh, it's a it's hundred dollars annually to have a developer license to be able to publish on the App Store. Um, and then the hardware, of course, your cheapest option is a Mac Mini, and that's like $800 or something. So for you know minimum specs, something that can at least get you there. Um, th there were se have been several people that you know have asked the question or posed the idea. Well, why don't you just run in a VM or 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 something like that? You know, like build a Hackintosh or something. The problem with that is it's not official and it does go through. The, the gatekeepers at Apple before it gets published, and I can't help but think that somewhere in there is an authenticity check. So, oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so we're uh, we, we got to we got to do it legit. Though, did you see the new update for uh, macOS? Uh, no, I haven't. Um, they're allowing virtualization of storage, which means they're kind of looking at virtualization as an option. Uh, oh, interesting. Uh, Linus know. talked about it in his last... Uh, the, the Wayne Show? No, no, not the Wayne Show. He actually has a video where they dual... They essentially oh. had one half as a Mac, one half as a window, and they moved in between using a different mouse thing. But they were talking about how there is a new driver that is experimental they're giving out to reviewers that gotcha. allows for the virtualization of story. Cool. Yeah, I, I watched that, just hadn't recalled... Um, interesting. Well, so we'll we'll see how that goes. I think the the major thing is we're not going to get anywhere if we don't have the hardware, and it's difficult to get hardware when we have to figure out how to acquire it. Um, so just for a little bit of context here, uh, we have a few different options to support. We mentioned we mentioned LSM and the Patreon up there. All right, that's that's for the people behind the station, but like. There are other options to support the station if you want. We've we've got t-shirts, we've got mugs, we've got stickers. There are a few different options out there. Uh, the price of stickers will probably go up by about a dollar or so. Uh, the reason for that is I ran the numbers and as it turns out, PayPal is collecting more in just merchant fees than we're actually making from stickers. The stickers are, are three for three dollars right now. PayPal's making like 40 cents and we're making about a quarter. Moral of the lesson here is to stop using PayPal. <laughs> uh, it's difficult to, I mean, like, no matter what merchant you go through, though, like, there's going to be merchant fees. Yep. And but two, we should stop using PayPal for different reasons. Two point, well, okay, fine, sure, but 2.9% is kind of standard. You're going to be. Uh, it is. They've, they've changed a couple of things uh, recently. I don't feel like getting into it, but it's. Yeah, well. We've hopefully new merchants will come along. PayPal has not like historically been my favorite merchant just because their backend's really difficult to use. Just to get the store page looking the way it is now, uh, took some finagling, and their documentation is not great. Anyway, that's that's kind of a separate. Well, I just hope uh, I just hope new uh, new merchants start coming along and providing yeah. some competition. Yeah, that'd be that'd be good. I'd I'd appreciate that. Um, yeah, aside from iOS development, if like if that seems like too high a hurdle, then simple things like uh, server upgrades are also kind of on the horizon. And the reason for that is because we we have an app out now, which also means that we have an API 
on the server side that the app interfaces with to pull things like information about the albums and the songs that you're looking at and the API to rate a song through the app is something that is new built for the app. Um, all of that, I think the, I checked about a month ago, or I, no, maybe not, it was like the, a month after the app was released and there were already tens of thousands of API requests that we've logged. So it gets used and it gets used quite a bit and it adds a noticeable load to the server. So that might be something that we have to figure out in time. And, uh, certainly as usage of the app grows over time. So anyway. All that's out there now. Um, if you want a pack of stickers, grab them now while they're cheap. Otherwise, uh, I'm going to call it October 1st. So you've got till the end of the month. Um, then it'll be four for $3 and we'll be making a tiny bit more. It's uh, we ain't rich or anything. We just like to. Oh, we own me. I want that on a shirt then. Oh, my gosh. We ain't rich. You can't. Gonna you, be. you can't quote that. That's. I'm not. I we're just sampling. Hey, we're just sampling it. <laughs> you can't put that on a shirt. I, I would just, gosh, it would just. It's such a. Oh, it would be great. We would sell them. All the money we go shivy on. It would be amazing. Um. So yeah. here, I propose we make the shirt, and then any any proceeds we get out of it just go to Shivian. We just donate. Yeah. I would. Okay. Yeah. Actually, on that note, if there are other items that folks would like to see, gosh, people actually want to. Okay, well, log it. <laughs> um, we're coming up, like we're we're past the end of the show, but like, here's 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 the thing about making a shirt or or a product or whatever. The way that we've done it historically is we do a pre-order, and what that pre-order does is it gives us the capital to put in the order to get the things to then give to people um, because we don't just have capital lying around. We, I think at this point, have less than 10 bucks sitting in the GR wallet um, for, I don't know if you know this, but like the past several months have largely been supported out of our own pockets. So that's how we've been running. Uh, so on the topic of new things, if there's anything uh, you know, another shirt design or whatever. I mean, like if the cooler months are approaching, um, like hoodies or sweatshirts are are heavier to ship. But maybe there's some cool idea out there that you know, I'm just putting it out there. Like, let's talk about it in Discord after the show here, and uh, that's about it. So yeah, um, conversation heavy show, but we got there. Uh, we talked about. <sighs> things we got some stuff off our chests all right that's i think i'm 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 gonna lie down <laughs> I'm gonna i gotta out. cherish that you never hear that yeah. i i'm i don't like this i'm stressed enough as it is i don't want an aneurysm right now. hey dmj when, when are we gonna start streaming yo sir I'm, I'm, pc I part picker that <laughs> system I already got the case. Oh. I already, I'm sitting here actually, uh, speaking of which, I forgot to tell you guys this. For Christmas last year, I actually got a Stream Deck Mini. Ooh. And now that I upgrade to Windows 10, it now works oh. along with my Elgato. That's cool, actually. That's really neat. Uh, so yeah. I'm, I'm going to probably be maybe starting to stream some like Switch stuff. Okay. Because, uh, Dean, I just. I just like literally today is the first day I'm talking to DMJ in literally months 
and all of you are yeah. here for it. Um, but we we mentioned this months ago, uh, doing a stream thing, like doing a, a actually this was back at Anime Boston, so back in March. Yeah. Um, okay, so the um, the exact quote is, "We ain't rich now with nothing, but we making a little." Bit. And and people actually want that on a shirt. Can yep. can we we can take that quote and add a backbeat to it and and make money off of it. <laughs> yes, yes, that's the idea. Uh, uh yeah, it, it's depressingly relatable to real life right now. We make a little. Dear goodness. Well, so we we had this idea at Anime Boston, didn't we? Like yeah. in the elevator. Um, we were walking through the Prudential Center, and I was like, "You and me should should do this. Should stream and keep each other motivated, and and uh, let's let's do it." But I haven't like I mean I streamed for like a few nights or something, and I realized well DMJ is not able to right now because you're doing like the apartment thing, and now all this other stuff's going on that we're not talking about on stream. Yeah. But um, but once we finally get to a certain point, like I haven't started yet because you can't start, and I think that's unfair. I already have a slight, yeah. I already have a slight advantage because I, I have an existing channel, but I know and it sucks. I've been wanting to get like I'm I'm desperately like in other Twitch streamers like things just like I'm gonna just start soon, guys. Yeah, I'm gonna give some tips. So let <laughs> let me let me know like keep me posted, dude, because we're yeah it's it's gonna happen. So look, I, we don't know when it's gonna happen, but DMJ and I are gonna basically be you know, the start of a stream group on uh i guess twitch yeah yeah and you know what if i start doing the vocal stuff we have to do the twitch sings oh, no. we have to no we have to if, we do, if i do vocals i'm gonna throw you under the bus you're gonna for make sing. me sing oh yeah oh it's like who wants to hear gosh like it's, it's like karaoke i want to hear, hear twitch sings but it's the twitch chat singing well, we've had people try to sing along to like, uh, what was it? That, uh, gosh, what? Some, <laughs> no, some I, I meme mean, song. Um, I mean, like input singing. Yeah. Donzai. People yep, singing Donzai. along to Donzai, oh, no. but in text chat. That's what it was. Oh, okay. This is going to be I Lunar see, in yeah. real life. I'm going to pick like the weirdest song, like Let It Go from Frozen. No, or please. Stuff like that. <laughs> for some reason, like, for let's some go. Reason, uh, for some reason, I'm thinking of like some sort of API thing where it would pull from the Twitch chat um, letters A through G and just uh, have it sing the note. Yep. All right. And on that note, thanks for listening to Gensoki Radio Live number 84. We are here on discord.gg slash gr, or also find us at gensokiradio.net or our app on the Google Play Store. And uh, yeah, so thanks for tuning in. We'll be back next month. Um, we've already got the start of our playlist for 85, because some of the stuff that Zara sent over is kind of a little spooky. And of course, it's Halloween month next month. Bump, uh, bump, 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 so look bump. forward to that. In the meantime, though, I'm Lunar for DMJ, Zara, and Nano. Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next time.